Apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG, we have... Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Sports Talk with RJ Steve Rich along with Justin Anafrio. And history was made in the wrong way last night as the Detroit Pistons lost their 27th consecutive game, which is an NBA record for a losing streak. Uh, they, they think they broke the Cavs a record in 2011. They lost 26 in a row. So uh, <laughs> this is really, really bad for this organization. And the big question is now is, is, is Monty Williams the right guy to lead this team? And I know it's one year. I don't think he is. I don't think Monty Williams is the right guy to lead lead this team. I, I don't think he is. I, I think that uh, I think the change has got to be made. I know that it's one year, but I think a change. I know they pay him a ton of money, but I think a change has got to be made. I can't see a team coming back from losing twenty seven in a row and bringing back the coach the next season. Cade uh, Cunningham is still a really really good player. Uh, I, I, and, uh, but you know, there's still some talent, there's talent with Cunningham and Bogdanovich. They should not be losing 27 straight games. Uh, uh, it's, it's just, it's just not good at all. And, uh, Jaden Ivey as well. He has regressed. So I don't think Monty Williams is the right guy. I know he did a good job in Phoenix, but I don't think he's the right guy for the Pistons. Yeah, I don't think he's either, but what he got $80 million. I know. I know. That's a lot to buy out a coach. That's, 
you know. So that's that's the thing. I don't think he's a guy either. Um, funny thing is, this team started out two and one, losing now twenty seven straight is impressive. Um, <laughs> to lose that many in a row and yeah, this this seems not very good. And but like the problem, you know, like the thing is, it's kind of like his hey his way or the highway because it's tough to kind of fire him. And like last night, they're on five with like thirty eight seconds or something like that. Kate Cunningham, who you know, was on a terrible late, and he ends up running a play for Alex Burke, and it's like, why? Like that's that's why would you run a play for Alex Burke when Kate Cunningham scored forty points? I I don't know, I don't know. So and the problem is like this is not the year to tank, and the other thing is no team is going to want to want to like be the team that kind of ends this losing streak. So like you're. Probably you can get every team's, you know, like A or B game because they don't want to be embarrassed by you. So they're playing at Boston tomorrow. They might be a 20 point underdog, which I would think would be a record in an NBA game, but yep. yeah, I could be wrong. Like this is, this, this seems bad. And yeah, Monty's probably, Monty should not be the guy for this team. No, 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 he shouldn't be. And I, th- I don't care if it's one year. I really don't care. This team is supposed to grow with Cade Cunningham, not regress the way it has. So, no, I, I think – I don't care if it's been one year. I think I, you got to move on. I really do think you have to move on. I don't care if it's been one year. you got to move on. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. And funny thing is, Kevin Holly was like the lead guy for a while until Monty got fired. So, this is going to be Kevin Holly right now instead oh of Monty oh, Williams. Man. So. Oh, man. What an organization. What an organization. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, the big question Neither is does. who's who's gonna win more games, the Lions or the Pistons? Oh, it's gotta be the Lions. It might not be the Lions. Double digits. I, yeah, uh, they might get the double digits. I don't know though. Remember the Sixers one year, twenty sixteen. They had like ten wins. Nine. So who, who knows? Did they're gonna the get Hornets. The Hornets, the Hornets have like nine in the strike year. They had like eight wins. Yeah, they were, okay, like, they were like eight and fifty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There was a strike year. Okay. So. How many? I don't know how many more times they put the Wizards. I know they get exactly, the Wizards yeah. a couple times. They get sealed. I'm still, yeah, it's yeah. a bad. Oh, they got them four times still, so they can pick up oh, a couple there. Probably, yeah, so, they should be able to pick up a yeah, couple so, against the Wizards. Yeah, 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 but yeah, maybe the team the Dodgers, but it'd be awfully close right now. It's bad. Yeah, and yeah, oh, there's you awful. mentioned there's talent here. Yeah, there's yeah, with, with Cunningham, with Bagdanovich, even Jaden Ivey, who has regressed this year. There's talent. There's talent there too. Yeah, yeah, there is, and. Like the other thing is, this team can't shoot three, so it's not like they can go on like a 12, 15 0 run. And that's why they've lost. That 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 hits the nail in the that hits the nail on the head. That's why they've lost twenty seven in a row. If you can't shoot threes in the NBA in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, you are going to lose games. And Kate Cunningham's not the best. Their best player is not a great three point shooter. If you can't shoot threes, that's how you're going to lose games. Because you're right, a lot of teams can just go on run. They get behind, they can just go on runs hitting three pointers. This team can't. Yeah, now there's 29th going behind the Grizzlies. I think they're about 33 percent. And the Grizzlies that's, have played nah, without John Moran for 25 games. Yeah, yeah, and you've seen the the the, the Grizzlies haven't. You know, the Grizzlies now have been a role since he come back since he's came back. So yeah, like uh, yeah, it's bad. You know, Kate Cunningham is not a great three point shooter, and Jaden Ivey's been Jaden Ivey has not shot the ball well either. You know, you got uh, Jalen Duran who really can't shoot the three either. So if you got three guys right there that that you're starting lineup that can't shoot threes. I know Isaiah Stewart's, you know, Isaiah Stewart's doing like 40%, but he's not a guy that you really want taking eight or nine a game. You know, he kind of did a couple, but yeah. So yeah, this Piston team is bad. <laughs> Isaiah Kyle is a nice player, but he ain't going to be a superstar. And that's another point guard. Like you really, you saw, yeah, it's, 
that good in, in Detroit. It's ugly. It's, it is bad. It's very ugly. They've broken a record, and it just seems – and it does not look like it is getting better anytime soon there. But now we can – because this is over. We, we, the losing streak's over, and, uh, and, and, uh, and the college football playoff is coming. We need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about the Pistons anymore because they are just absolutely terrible. So let's move on to the college football playoff and humongous game. Between Bama and Michigan, humongous game between. This might be one of the highest rated games. You got one of the best. You got the best program in college football over the last fifteen years in Alabama, and then you got Michigan, who has been the has been the big story because of the cheating scandal. Harbaugh will be on the sidelines at the Rose Bowl. This might be one of the highest rated college football games ever. This might rival USC Texas in terms of rating. So this is a huge game. And uh, before we we pick the game, make the predictions. We'll give our keys to the game, and I'll start with you, Justin, with your keys to the game for Alabama. What are your keys to a Bama victory against Michigan? Number one for me is uh, Bama's going out to a lead. It's a spot where Michigan hasn't been all year, and we kind of saw last year when Michigan got behind, their offense kind of – they had to get away from their offense, and, uh, you know, it was problematic for them. So Bama got out to a lead, something uncharted territory for Michigan. I think it's going to be huge. And my second one in this one, uh, second key, is Milrow. Can he – you know, can he take the top off this defense with, uh, you know, Jeremiah Burton? That's kind of been his top kind of deep threat guy all year. Um, and I think that's going to be huge for um, for Alabama. They could kind of hit some big plays against this defense. You know, they really have not seen a quarterback like Jalen Miller all year. The scrambling ability and a guy who's no, this, is, this is this is by far the be best on. quarterback they've seen all year. I yeah, think. yeah, I think it's going to be he's better. He's better than Drew Aller. He's better than Tua's brother. He's definitely better than Kyle McCord. This is the best quarterback they've seen all year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, they in non-conference play, they did not play anybody that could rival uh, Jalen Milrow as well. So they really haven't seen anybody that could scramble like this either. So this is going to be a tough test for Michigan. My third one is on the Bama's defense side of the ball. Can you slow down Michigan's rushing attack? You know, I know they struggled against Auburn, but you know, kind of more of a scrambler. McCarthy can scramble. You know, I don't know how much. You know, Michigan will try to use that, but against Georgia, Alabama only gave up 78 yards, and Georgia, Michigan kind of have a very similar type where you know a lot of stuff kind of under center. They're going to try to pound you up, you know, um, you know, try to wear you down up front. And Bama did a good job against that against SL. Can can they kind of, you know, can Alabama do kind of the same type of thing against Michigan? I think it's going to be huge for them. So those are my three keys there for Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. My three keys are first. Milroy's got to stay hot. Last six games, 26 touchdowns, three INTs. He's got to continue to stay hot uh, because if he does, I think there's no way that Alabama loses this game in the Rose Bowl. Uh, number two, contain the running game. It's interesting with Alabama. They, Auburn ran all over them. But they were able to contain Georgia's running game, and that was the biggest reason why they were able to win the SEC championship game and beat Georgia and get to the playoff was because they were able to contain the running game. And then number three, get pressure on on, 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 on McCart- J.J. McCarthy. If you can get pressure on McCarthy, especially with Dallas Turner, I think you could force mistakes from J.J. McCarthy. So it's pretty much Milroy containing the run game and getting pressure on McCarthy with Dallas Turner. If Bama does all three, three of those things, I think they're definitely winning this game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think Michigan, yeah, Alabama could do with those three things. I think uh, they're going to have an excellent shot to win that football game. Um, it's, you know, you give Nick Saban 30 days of prep, you know he's going to have a great game plan going in. Oh, absolutely. 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 Now the keys to the game for Michigan. I'm going to start with you, Justin. What are the keys to Jim Harbaugh's squad finally getting past the semifinal in the college football playoff? Yeah. Harbaugh struggled um, in these spots. He's 0-2 now in the playoffs. So um, for Michigan, number one is contained Jalen Milrow. Do not let him escape outside the pocket. Um, You know, 
got to make him kind of try to make him strictly a pocket passer. You know, we've seen Milrow. He's been great kind of being able to throw the deep ball, but he kind of contain him through the pocket, make him kind of take stuff underneath. He's not as good. So maybe you kind of keep him in the pocket there. You know, that's going to be huge for him. Um, and in this, and, and then um, for Michigan as well, you know, the offense kind of um, like last year, they did not, you know, a lot of on, uh, they made a lot of kind of unforced turnovers in the game. McCarthy threw two pick sixes. They had a fumble, I believe inside the five yard line, like, you know, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. You can't do that against a team like Alabama. Um, they will make you pay for it, and you're not going to be able to come, overcome that. And my third one is for the Michigan offensive tackles. They've Those two have really showed at times this year, and now you're going up against two guys who, you know, are future stars who are going to be playing on Sunday, Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell. Can you contain those two and keep them from getting after J.J. McCarthy and putting pressure on him multiple times, hitting him, you know, knocking him down. And if Michigan could kind of protect, you know, at the tackle spots, you know, give McCarthy time, I think, you know, Michigan's going to, you know, can have success, you know, uh, throwing the football downfield and 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 having and having their offense kind of be able to uh, make some plays against the family defense. Yeah, mine are get the run game, obviously get the run game going. That's the biggest thing with Blake, Cor- with Corman Edwards. You've got to get the run game going. We saw against Iowa when, they were, when their run game was contained. They scored two touchdowns on short fields. They have got to get this running game going and moving against Alabama. They 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 have they they have got to do that if they've got any chance of winning. Number two, you just can't let Turner wreck the game. You got to contain him because Dallas Turner could wreck this game because uh, he's a really good pass rusher. He's a he's a player who's gonna be we're gonna see on Sunday. So you cannot let Dallas Turner wreck the game. And number three, do not be conservative. Do not – you saw at times against Penn State, they ran the ball on third down. They were more aggressive against Ohio State. They need to be aggressive. They need to play – they cannot be conservative because you're not going to beat Alabama being conservative because Jalen Milroy will – and this Alabama offense will beat you if you're conservative. You cannot be conservative and expect to win this football game. Michigan has got to take chances. If they want to be playing in the national championship game, they can't be conservative. they got to take chances in this game against Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they got to take chances in this one because uh, you're not being Alabama throwing the ball eight times. You're just not. You know, Alabama's gonna gonna shut you down, and it's gonna be a tough day for McCarthy and that and that offense. And you know, so yeah, I think that that's a huge one. Now, you know, see, you know, Harbaugh first first couple of plays, you know, come out, be uh, come out with like a trick play, a gadget, something, you know, something to kind of open this thing up early on. Like, yeah, you got to be aggressive because. Uh, yeah, you can't really sit on the lead here and, and expect to be Bama. They will, you know, they will they will make you pay for something like that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So now talking about the game. For me, I think this game is going to be a I think it's going to be a really good game. I do think Bama is going to contain Michigan's running game, but I do think McCarthy's going to make some plays. But I also think Milroy's going to make some plays. They're going to be they're going to be able to run the ball with McCullen and Williams, and I think Milroy's going to make plays. I do think Bama's getting to the 30s. They've averaged over 40 points a game in their last eight games. I think Bama is getting to the 30s, and I just think that that's the, the, they're the more, they'll be the more aggressive team. They're the better offensive team, and that's why I think they're going to win this game because they're the better offensive football team. They're going to move the ball better. They're going to score more touchdowns. I think J.J. McCarthy's going to have a good game, but I think he's going to have a little bit of trouble keeping up with Bama's offense, and that's why I got Bama playing for another national championship I got Bama beating Michigan 31 to 24, but Justin can, uh, can Jim Harbaugh finally get over the hump in the semifinals and get Michigan to the national championship game? I'm with you. I got Bama 27, 23. You get saving 30 days to kind of figure out a game plan here and Jim Harbaugh on two in the playoffs and 
one in six in bowl games at Michigan. So not great. And a couple of things from, you know, stats wise in the last five games. So this is right around when the cheating scandal kind of came about here. Take these with a grain of salt. I'm not saying it's because the cheating scandals has have derailed these stats, but last five games for JJ McCarthy, one touchdown passing, one on one INT. Wow. Blake Corm this year. Yeah, and then Blake Corm this year. Um average yards per carry, 4.7. Last year is 5.9. Donovan Edwards this year, he's down to 3.5. After last year, he averaged 7.1. So it's cut in half this year. I'm not saying this could, but it's kind of a little bit eye-opening that they've kind of struggled and you know offensively the last couple of weeks. So I think Bama's going to be able to kind of slow them down in this one. I can be, you know, I think Milrow plays well. I don't trust JJ McCarthy at all. I just, I, I, you know, it's so funny how people still think he'd go in the first round. Oh, I, I'd stop be scared. It, stop if it. Yeah. Teams. Yeah. I'd be scared if my team picks him in the first round. Um, so I got Bama win this one. I just, I trust Nick Saban more. And, and, uh, I just, I don't see, you know, be, Unbelievable coaching job by Nick Saban after what this team, you know, went through in South Florida to win that game seventeen to three. To everybody called, you know, you know, tuned to my. This is your national champion right here too, right? You picked them for the year, right? Yeah, it did. I did. I picked Bama yeah, so. for the season, but yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, everybody counted them out for the South Florida game, but yeah, outstanding yeah. job. Had some great win. Had some great wins. They won at LSU. They beat LSU. They beat Tennessee. Obviously, Georgia in the. uh in, in the in the SEC championship game, but yeah, all, an outstanding coaching job by Nick Saban this year to get Bama to this point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think he said before the season, or you know, like this was like or like during the season at one point, like this is like the most fun I've had with like a group. Like, I think it's because he does, you know, kind of the more chip on their shoulders this year, and I think you know probably the less pressure, and I think you know maybe help this team out. So yeah, I just every time you kind of look, you you kind of. Think Alabama's done and and you know kind of get rid of them. They they find they you know they come on and prove everybody wrong. So I think they uh think they go on to another you know keep playing another national championship game. Yep, and uh, we will now talk about the second semifinal game between Texas and Washington. And I think this I, I will first go to our keys to the game and, and Justin, what are your keys to the Longhorns getting to the national championship game? For me, Texas, they got to be good in the red zone. They're 90th this year in scoring percentage. In 90th, they're 90th in the country in scoring percentage when they enter the red zone. That's not great. And you're playing Washington that's going to put up points. You got to get touchdowns instead of field goals. So that's going to be huge for them. Also for the Longhorns, they got to play a complete game like they have the last two weeks. This has been a team that has kind of fallen asleep at times at the wheel. You know, like they'll put it on teams early kind of take their foot off the gas, let them back into it. This has got to be kind of a complete 60-minute effort from, from them because Washington could score quickly and they could put up 21 points on you um, fast. And then my third one is Quinn Ewers in this offense. They got to attack that weak secondary Washington. They rank 123rd in pass defense, the Huskies do. Um, it's very vulnerable. And if Quinn Ewers can kind of pick apart this this defense, Texas should have a big day and uh, – and Texas going to have a chance and it's going to feel like a home field advantage there. Cause uh, the game's being played in new Orleans. So not too far from Texas, what Washington fans got kind of, you know, that take a flight down there to New Orleans for this one. So it's going to be a home home crowd as well for them. 
Yeah, for for me, my my uh, my keys are uh, contain Dylan Johnson because you saw when they didn't run, when Washington didn't run the football against Arizona State, they almost lost that game. So contain Dylan Johnson, uh, get their running game going because obviously Ewers will play well if they're able to run the football. And then then Ewers has got to play the way he did against Alabama, not Oklahoma. If he does that, Texas will have a good chance of winning this game against Washington. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, if uh, yeah, Dylan Johnson would be a huge one because uh. You know, Texas still go up front defensively, and Washington I think is solid offensive, uh, um, offensive line. I think it's solid. Um, but yeah, like this is gonna be a really tough Texas, you know, task going up against this defense, uh, defensive line of Texas. And yeah, um, they they really showed they weren't able to get the running game going this or not struggle, but yeah, you, you mentioned the Arizona State game. They really kind of they struggled to put that game away. They needed like a late pick six there to get it done. So. Yeah, Washington, um, those keys are going to be huge for them to, to knock off Texas here. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. And the keys to the game for the Huskies, we'll go to you first, Justin. Uh, for the yeah. keys to the game for the Huskies. Yeah, my first one here in this one, um, kind of same thing as the Texas one here. Michael Penix in that offense has got to expose his weak secondary at Texas. It's probably the weakest link here of that Longhorns team. And – you know, Michael Penix, I think he looked a lot healthier in that Pac-12 championship game. Now he's got about 30 days here to rest again. So I think you're going to get a healthy Michael Penix. And this trio of wide receivers that the Huskies have are healthy too now. And this is this is like an offense that just the wide receiver-wise that, you know, Texas have not seen yet this year. So Penix can kind of, you know, have a big day against, against that secondary. You know, it's going to be tough to stop him. Um, my second one here is the pass rush for, for the Huskies. They got to get the Queen Ewers. You know, they can't let them sit back there. They only have 19 sacks on the year, and that's last in the Pac-12 this year. But they're – he's you know, um, and Braylon Trice, who he could go in the first round. He does lead the country in 68 um, QB pressures. So he's been somebody that's been able to get to the – you know, been able to get pressure, just hasn't been totally been able to, to – um, you know, get the sack, but if Washington kind of get pressure on Ewers, force them to make a couple turnovers too, I think they're, you know, they got a good chance to um to win the game. And lastly for me, is the close game match. I got to give to Washington. They've won nine games this year by 10 points or less. Texas won five, but Kellen DeBoer against Steve Sarkeesian, I think it's close in the fourth quarter. I'm giving the edge all day long to Kellen DeBoer. You got it. Away. You got it. You got it. Because you're not a Sarkeesian yeah. guy. No, not at all. He's done – I will admit, he's, you know, this was the year I thought they, you know, he had to win the Big 12. He has, they've looked very convincing the last couple of weeks. I will give him some props this year. They got a, he's got a very solid team going to the SEC next year. They're, they're, they're ready. We'll see how they do, but the, that team's ready to go to the SEC. They got the bodies. They putting definitely that conference up front. Yeah, they, they, they definitely are. They definitely are. And uh, my key to the game for Texas is, is you got to, you got to contain Dylan Johnson. That's the key, I think, to Washington's offense. If you contain Dylan Johnson, Washington's offense isn't as good as it as it is when he's when he's running the football well. So contain Dylan Johnson, get their run game going. That obviously will make life easier for Quinn Yours. And then yours is gonna have to have the game. Yeah, the game he had against uh Bama and uh and not Oklahoma. That, 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 that's what he's got to do for Texas. And then for Washington, for me, uh of course, Dylan Johnson, he's he's got he's gotta get going. Dylan Johnson. I, I, I think I just repeated my points for Texas there. But so I'll get to my points for Washington. Uh, Dylan Johnson, he's got to get going. 
Uh, that's the big key for Washington. As we talked about Dylan Johnson, when he gets going, the offense is better. We saw, as I referenced in the uh, Arizona State game, that they won 15 to seven. When he didn't get going, uh, he he uh, they, they definitely struggled in that game. Penix has got to play like he did against Oregon. Penix has got to play really, really well for them to win. Penix has got to play like he did against Oregon. It's a good Texas offense, and Penix has got to play well. And you said it; they're going to be on the road, kind of on the road with the Texas fans, New Orleans. So they got to do that. And then uh, last, they got to force viewers to make mistakes like Oklahoma did. Oklahoma made force viewers to make mistakes early in the game. That's a big reason why they won the game. So those are my keys for Washington to win this game. Yeah, yeah, viewers. Yeah, if you force viewers to make home mistakes, then yeah, you saw that Texas team. Um, yeah, you saw that, that game they lost to Oklahoma. You know, they were they should have won that football game. But, yeah, the couple of mistakes they made, the late kind of coaching decisions there by Stark caused them that football game. And, yeah, Dylan Johnson is going to be a huge X factor in this one. So, Washington can do that, you know, four receivers to kind of make some mistakes, man. They're, they, Washington's got a uh, great shot here to kind of yet again kind of, you know, surprise surprise some folks here to get another, another win. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. So our prediction for the game for uh, I'll start. Uh, I think this is a game where Dylan Johnson has a pretty good game on the ground. I think Michael Penix plays well. I think the difference in this game is going to be, I think Penix makes less mistakes than yours. I think this Washington defense is going to force yours to make mistakes. And I think Penix plays outplays yours. I think that's the difference in the game. That's why I'm going to take the, the Washington Huskies to get to the national championship game. I got them beating Texas 27, 23, but Justin can the Longhorns get to their first national title game in 14 years. No, I'm with you. I get the Huskies 38, 38 to 34. Oh, wow. I got Kellen DeBoer. Yeah. 103 and 11 is his record as a head coach. You know, that's including D2 at Fresno, now Washington. It's a 90% winning, winning percentage. Like this guy does not lose football games. I got Washington. This team, you know, I count them out against Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. I know a lot of people did. I think you were with me. Did you take Washington in the Pac-12 I think you did, right? Oh, uh, no. I'm, did you take Oregon? I think I, I, I took Oregon. Oh, God. I, so, I, you know, we are both kind of on Oregon. A lot of other people were across the country. Like, you know, I might count this team out. I think this team's going to win the national championship game. I, I, I really do. I think uh, I think Michael Penix is going to do it. And it's Pac-12, offense. very, so. very, very, very underrated conference in college football. It was this year. It, you know, it, they had, what, at some point, six, seven ranked teams. It was yeah. the best conference of football this year. And maybe the first team since what? When's the last team? Of, yeah. Last Pac-12. I think maybe USC in uh, 2004. Yeah, yeah, USC. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. So. Yep. Yep. So, be a while. And that's that's going to how the Pac-12 is going to – like, that would be the most Pac-12 thing ever, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. It, exactly. It would be. So, win a national title. Yep. 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 In their final year, that'd be their – you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, goodbye there to the college, college sport landscape. So I'll take wash. I got Washington going, going New Orleans, getting the win. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. We both got Washington and Alabama, in the college football playoff, but it should be, there should be two, it should be two very, very entertaining games because they're two evenly matched teams. Should be two very entertaining games on New Year's day. Yeah, it should be excited for both of them. Should be, you know, hopefully a glass year. We got two great semifinal games. It's about time. And yeah, this is the kind of the year where, a lot of kind of teams were very evenly matched and and yeah, you know, it's a year where it's really wide open. Any of these four can win it. And it really hasn't ever been like this in a while that I could kind of remember where you really go into this playoffs, you know, and any of these four teams could win this thing. And that's kind of what you hope for. And and you know, we're getting it this year. So yeah, should be two really fun games, the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl, and yeah, should be two outstanding matchups. 
Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So before we wrap up, we'll quickly go through the other New Year's Six games. And we'll start with the uh, Ohio State and uh, Missouri game. And I think this game is close and competitive. But I think the difference in this game is is I think Missouri has the experience at the quarterback position. And I think that's that, that's what's going to be the difference in this game, the experience of Brady Cook. I think it's going to be the difference. You got you got, you got got a, a Corey Schrader on the ground. I think he has a big game on the ground. I think it's close and competitive. I know Marvin Harrison Jr. as of right now is playing. But I'm going to take Missouri in the upset. I'm going Missouri here to win, 27, to win the Cotton Bowl 27-24. Yeah, I'm with you. I get Missouri 2023. This is maybe one of the arguably one of the biggest games Missouri football has played in, and I think they're gonna be motivated. You know, they don't have any opt-outs right now. The few transfers they have are are backups. So I know right now Marvin Harrison Jr., Trayvon Henderson, uh, JT, uh, Tommy Lolo, and Titan Kate Silver for the Buckeyes. They've all been practicing this week. So as of right now, it's, I'm guessing they're gonna play, but. It's still motivation. I think I think Missouri's going to be fired up for this game, and I think they're going to want to go out there and prove a point to the rest of the world. And I think they're the third best SEC team this year. And how great is Ohio State? I don't still really know. Like they should have lost to Notre Dame, Michigan. They lost at Michigan, Penn State. They didn't look overly dominant. So I'll take the Tigers in this one, twenty twenty three. We got an, we got an SEC Big Ten matchup in the another SEC Big Ten matchup. We got an SEC Big Ten matchup in the Cotton Bowl as Ole Miss faces Penn State. And I think this game is up and down the field. I think I think Drew Aller has a big game. I think uh, Singleton has a big game. I think Catron Allen has a big game. I think Lambert Smith has a big game. And I think that uh, uh, Jackson Dart is a big game too. I think the Penn State's defense does contain uh, does contain Junkins in the Junkins in this game. I think it's close and competitive. But I'm going to take the Nittany Lions win another. Uh, Another big uh, New Year's Six bowl game. I got Penn State, even without Chop Robinson, I got Penn State winning this game 34-27 over Ole Miss. But Justin, can Lane Kiffin uh, win a win a New Year's Six New Year's Six bowl? No, I'm with you. I get the Nittany Lions 31-28. Uh, Penn State right now looks, you know, I know Chop Robinson's going to be out. The tackle, I can never pronounce his name. Did practice yesterday with the team, so I would think he's going to go as well. Things have changed, but Drew has been good this year. He went through one interception. Like I get some mediocre. And I was at the game. I was at the I was at the game when he Indiana threw that interception game. against Indiana. Yeah. 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 The one team, even though Indiana's defense is, is okay. You know, it's not bad, but yeah, like the one game you wouldn't expect them to uh throw one. Like he's kept the ball out of danger. Why Jackson Dart's been very up and down this year. I could see him making a mistake or two. And Penn State defense is pretty good. And I don't trust Ole Miss defense. So Two coaches that, yeah, I don't really trust in big moments and big games, but you got to take one of them. So uh, I'll take James Franklin because I think they got some more athletes than Old Miss does as well. All righty, we got the uh, we got the Orange Bowl between Florida State and Georgia, and I fear Florida State has a bunch of opt outs in this game. I think Georgia cruises here. I think Georgia cruises and wins at forty one to ten. Justin, I, I, I I'm assuming you got the same. Yeah, it's gonna be ugly. I got twenty four to three Georgia. Florida State's over twenty guys have opted out. Like, um, what about Georgia? Does Georgia have a lot of guys opting out of this game. Um, Brock Bowers and Mins did not travel the team, so I'm not okay. assuming they're gonna play. But they'll still um, have but quarterback. Like, yeah, Beck's coming back, and most of the, their stars on defense are on are not draft eligible yet. So I believe most of them are gonna go. So. I think Georgia's going to have most of the guys now. The thing is, them with motivation, you know, like I know they want to be playing for national championship. You're not going to get it, but you're going to be playing a bunch of backups. So, um, you know, Tate Rodemaker was starting up or, you know, was practicing with the team. and was going to be the starter until before the team left to travel down to Miami. He opted. He told the team he was going to go in the portal. So now, you know, 
now they got to start thirsting again. So that's kind of changing their plan. So I got I got Georgia win this thing big, and uh, you know this should this is gonna be ugly. And I was looking forward to this one, but I kind of figured there wasn't gonna be a lot of opt outs when this thing was announced. But uh, yeah, this should this is gonna be ugly. I don't know how much of this game I'll be watching. And we'll wrap up talking about Liberty and Oregon. I think Oregon wins this one big with 45-17. Bucky Irving, big game. Bo Nix, big game. Throws four or five touchdowns. It's I'm going with Oregon in a route over Liberty. Yeah, I'm and with you. I got Oregon 45-20. Yeah, I got, I'm with Ducks as well, 45-21. Ducks are going to dominate up front that line of scrimmage. Bo Nix is, is expected to play. So, you know, a little surprising. I think it's only going to help is – his stock is uh Liberty's defense uh hasn't really seen anything like this this year. Now the thing is though that could make this thing interesting is Liberty runs a unique kind of spread option type. And of um, course, of course you got you gotta defend the small the the non-power five school in college football. Yeah, of course, you know, I like the I like the uh same thing college basketball. I like the I love the uh you know love love the uh love the love the little guys like Indiana State basketball wise. <laughs> They got uh, uh, Robbie Avila, guy, college basketball, Nikola uh, Jokic. Guys, oh, wow. Indiana State's my favorite team to watch right now, wow, college wow, basketball. Wow. Wow. Um, but Kenneth Salter, very, he's a he's a dual threat guy, great, great athlete. Like, Oregon doesn't really prep for this offense. They kind of take, you know, takes their foot off the gas. Like, I can see Liberty putting up some points, but I got I got the Ducks 45 21. If they're there, you know, they, their starters play most of the game. They should, they should roll the Liberty Flames. They had the worst. Strength of schedule in uh, college football or at the FBS, at the FBS level this year. Yeah, Oregon should win that game big. But that is going to wrap up this week on Sports Talk with RJ for Justin Afrio. I'm Steve Risser. We will be back next week talking about Week 18 of the NFL season and the national championship game. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open. It's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is of his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Finch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is... God. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays. And the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.